September 28th. As we turn our attention now to the New Testament, our reading today will be in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 24. We'll see that spirit-filled Christians will manifest Christ-likeness in the home, on the job, and on the battlefield of life. Listen, the bottom line here is if we don't learn to obey at home, we're not likely to be uh, obedient on the job or in the army of the Lord. In the same way, if we've not learned to take orders, we will not be too successful at giving orders, either as parents or as employers. The danger in the home is parents who are authoritarian, but do not exercise loving spiritual authority. The danger on the job is the employee who is a a clock watcher and uh, does not obey from the heart, and the boss who forgets that he is second in command and must one day give an account to the Lord. And the danger on the battlefield is that we do not take the enemy seriously and so fail to put on all of the armor. By faith, you put on the armor through prayer, which must be done at the beginning of every day. Hey, do you have your armor on right now? Listen, never underestimate the strategy and strength of the devil. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. September 28th, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 24. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first of the Ten Commandments that ends with a promise, and this is the promise. If you honor your father and mother, you will live a long life full of blessing. And now a word to you fathers. Don't make your children angry by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction approved by the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely, as you would serve Christ. Work hard, but not just to please your masters when they're watching. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. And in the same way, you masters must treat your slaves right. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. A final word. Be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies and tricks of the devil. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. Use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil so that after the battle you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In every battle you will need faith as your shield. 
to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. Put on salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray at all times and on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all Christians everywhere. And pray for me, too. Ask God to give me the right words as I boldly explain God's secret plan that the good news is for the Gentiles, too. I'm in chains now for preaching this message as God's ambassador but pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Tychicus, a much-loved brother and faithful helper in the Lord's work, will tell you all about how I am getting along. I am sending him to you for just this purpose. He will let you know how we are, and he will encourage you. May God give you peace, dear brothers and sisters, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God's grace be upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Psalm 70 If I could be that guy in your life, if I could be your pastor today and say, how are you doing physically? How are you doing emotionally? How is your soul? How are you? Can you sustain the pace at which you're living? Traveling, eating, exercising, or not? Is it sustainable? See, 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 church, so much of church and the church experience of community life, we fail to recognize is about lasting. Right? This, we, didn't, we didn't start this church 24 years ago so that it would evaporate a couple decades later. No, we want to endure to the end. We want this community to continue to grow and serve people and serve the spaces and cities that it's in, right? We want to endure to the end. Your life is an endurance race. If you're running it like 100 meters, maybe you should adjust it. Maybe the Spirit of Jesus would be so kind today to speak to us. Hey, you're you're out of breath spiritually. I want you to capture your breath again. I want you to recover that invigoration and that passion and that thrill. I want you to recover the passion. Do you remember when you used to read your Bible and you would read it and it was so much life to you? You couldn't help but call somebody and tell them about what you read because it was so good. Remember the times you would just spontaneously start talking to God, not because you wanted a prayer time. You just loved Jesus and wanted to talk to him. Sometimes there needs to be a reminder to recover that spiritual vigor, that spiritual skip in your step. I love scripture because it makes abundantly clear to us that this life is not about the fastest, the quickest, the smartest, the coolest, and the trendiest. It's about those who are faithful. Faithful. You know who's faithful? Jesus is the standard of faithfulness. Let us run the race with endurance. That's the first characteristic of your life. Your life is about enduring to the end. By the way, one last comment on this particular aspect and subject. A lot of people make a lot um, about vision. What's your vision? Could I be so bold to tell you that the greatest vision you can have is to finish well? Is to endure to the end. How much money you're going to have, how much renown you're going to have, how much people like you or don't like you. Can, Can I just say a lot of that is not under your control. But the Holy Spirit 
will help you have self-control to be, to grow every day, to be the man and woman that he's called you to be. I've said it before, but one of my biggest visions in life is to get nicer and sweeter and kinder, more present with people and where they're at and what they're going through. I want to, you know, I, I like old scriptures like bear one another's burdens. What if our vision was to get better at feeling as passionate, challenged, and painful as you do, even though you're the one going through it and not me, but because I'm so invested in people, I feel the depth of emotion you feel in the challenge and pain you're going through. What if we could grow into that? What if this life isn't everything we've made it up to be? What if it was literally to become more like Jesus? Success comes and success goes. And have you noticed it's kind of hard to define success? And when you go to scripture, by the way, you see that God uses the word success even in the Old Testament. But his definition of success is not cheap and fleeting and temporary like ours. Hey, it's James Whiting here at Braille. And today I'm with uh, Nate Gregory. Blake McCord or Ryan Deer, they are completing today from 13 Months in the Refuge. So, Nate, what was the one thing that helped you get through your time here in the refuge? James, the one thing that helped me get through my time at the refuge was my brothers and all the accountability. Um, just pouring into each other, it really helped me. Uh, you know, when I was going through things, I knew they were always there for me. And uh, I tried to be there for, for my close brothers as well. So that's what really helped me, James. Thank you for asking. Thank you. Blake, what was the one thing that helped you get through your time in the refuge? Well, James, if it wasn't for my brothers Nate and Ryan, I probably wouldn't have made it off the farm, to be honest. But then, uh, you know, mostly through second phase, it was by relying on my brothers and Sean and Uncle Jim. They were great coordinators, and they uh, definitely poured a lot into me, allowed me to open up and break out of my shell a little bit. Um, that's about it. Thank you. Ryan Durr. What was the one thing that helped you get through your time in the refuge? Uh, me, just being humble and uh, trusting it to my brothers. You know, just just doing what I had to do. And uh, that's about it, man. Uh, we, we, we made it. We love y'all. We out. I want to thank you guys for your time in the refuge. And you've been an inspiration to so many. And congratulations on completing the refuge ministries. Verses 1 through 5. You know, David was in a hurry when he wrote this brief psalm because God was not in a hurry. Three times he cried, Make haste! And he ended with, Do not delay! Like Peter sinking into the water. He didn't have time, you know, for a long prayer. All he could uh, cry was, Lord, save me! Why does God delay answering your prayers? Well, surely he can see your desperate situation. He promises to give grace to help in time of need. That can be translated grace for well-timed help. Listen, your father's timing is never wrong. When God waits, he may have a better gift for you than what you're asking him for now. His delays are neither denials nor defeats. So put your times in his hands and wait on the Lord. Psalm 70, verses 1 through 5. For the choir director, a psalm of David. To bring us to the Lord's remembrance. Please, God, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. 
May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame. For they said, Aha! We've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, God is great! But I am poor and needy. Please hurry to my aid, O God. You are my helper and my Savior. O Lord, do not delay. Proverbs 24, verse 8 A person who plans evil will get a reputation as a troublemaker.